Hey, my name is Jason Byler. I'm the pastor of Life Change Church. Thank you so much for checking out our podcasts. I believe that if you'll listen to them, uh, that you will be blessed. Mark 4 tells us that the Word of God uh, planted down inside of our hearts uh, can bring forth a rich, beautiful, abundant harvest in our lives. This is my desire uh, for you. Uh, so as you listen to the Word, just receive it. Let it get down in your heart. Bring forth a harvest. Thank you so much again for listening. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. I hope everyone had a uh, Merry Christmas um, and had great time uh, with family and great food and fellowship and got just the right present uh, that you wanted. Um, as Joy said, we had a, we had a great time. Uh, I, got some, I got some fishing stuff, so that's always good. And uh, ratchet straps, which every man in the house is like, yeah, you know, we love ratchet straps. Like give you give us some ratchet straps and zip ties and duct tape and we can we can build a house, we can we can get it done you know, so it was it was pretty wonderful, uh, good times good stuff. Uh, thank you so much for uh, being in church on the Sunday uh, after Christmas. Uh, you are to be applauded for that. Very uh, very uh, very grateful uh, to be here with you. Um, next Sunday is going to be the Sunday after New Year's. So. Let's do it again. Amen? And uh, next Sunday is, I'm excited about it. I want to start a new uh, series moving into the next year, and I'd like to share communion together. So uh, really, if you can, be a great time, I think, uh, to come together and to uh, start the new year uh, off right. Uh, The series I'd like to start, um, I think I'm going to go with something like Houses of Prayer, uh, or building houses of prayer, or something, something around that uh, line. I'll ask Joy, and she's real creative in that stuff, and and uh, and helps me to communicate it better than I can do it myself. Because we are uh, better together. Amen. Amen. So be praying uh, this last week of the year, uh, as you always should be, and and be praying for next year, the Lord's blessing uh, upon our year. Um, I would like to, you know, stay in the Christmas spirit. A little bit this morning, but also also speak uh, to uh, to next year, as this is the last Sunday of of this year, and uh, next Sunday we gather together. It'll be it'll be next year. Um, so so all this week you can use that you can use that line you know to somebody like hey I'll see you next year or something like that you know, um, and and when we leave church we make it say that to each other too. Hey, see you next year, um, man. That's a that's funnier than the response I got out of it. And there you go. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm all for, I'm all for courtesy laughs. It's very encouraging. Um, uh, so, thinking about next year and, and praying for next year, there, I guess there's really uh, something that the Lord's laid on my heart um, to, to pray and, and that I think that we need and to share uh, with you. Uh, and and uh, it, it kind of flows out of uh, one of the things that we see uh, in the Christmas story um, that, that is so important and that comes because uh, of Christmas and that we greatly need uh, in, in, at, at all times, in every way. Um, but you know, just thinking as we move into this year and the times that we are in that we greatly uh, need this. Uh, and it is, uh, 
it's, it's revelation. Um, revelation, and, and not necessarily talking about the book of Revelation, but talking about a revelation that is, um, you know, when you need to know something, but you can't know it, but God can give it to you and reveal it to you so that you then can know it, that's, that's revelation. And uh, certainly, uh, if you read the book of Revelation, one of the things that's going to take place uh, in your life is there are things that you don't know that you can't even know that God's going to come and reveal and show you so that you can uh, know them. We need uh, revelation in our lives. Uh, you know, an important and wonderful part of the Christmas story uh, is when uh, Simeon uh, sees the baby Jesus and, and in that prophesies, and what, one of the things that he prophesies is that uh, because of Jesus, there is now coming to the Gentiles revelation. That now to us, the Gentiles, things that were hidden, that were not known, that couldn't be seen, that weren't revealed, will now be known, will now be uh, revealed. That because of Jesus, you know, Jesus is the beginning of it, revelation can now come to us so that things we can't know, couldn't ever know, couldn't ever find them on our own, we can know because God comes and gives them reveals them, shows them, opens our eyes so that we uh, can see them. So, and talk a little bit about uh, Revelation, and then I just want to give you two, uh, two revelations that I think the church really needs, that each and every one of us uh, really need. And, um, you, you know, the thing about Revelation is, uh, it's, it's like it's ongoing. You know, it's like you enter into it, and you continue into it, and it, and it grows and grows and grows. Uh, so, so is our Lord, and so are His uh, ways. It's, it's, it's not that any of us have arrived. Um, we're just, you know, maybe some are a little further down the road than others. Uh, and, and so there's two revelations that we need to, we need to uh, enter in through the door and begin on the journey and head down that road and grow in these things all the days uh, of our of our lives, um, so I, I've been kind of battling about how to start this. I couldn't figure out which scripture to go to first. Uh, there's there's two I want to start out with. Uh, so I think I'm going to go Matthew six first, um, just because it it, it falls first, uh, and then we'll and then we'll go to Matthew sixteen, and uh, both of these really help us to understand. Um, revelation, and then we will, we will uh, uh, just, there's, there's so many, we're just going to highlight two for next year. Matthew 6, verse 31. Jesus speaking here in the Sermon on the Mount, and, uh, and gives us this incredibly important passage on worry, and um, you know, I don't want to preach on worry, but uh, but this morning. But I, I hope that as we move into next year, that we are that we are not worried. And uh, and and when these two revelations really begin to come to you, I think it does have a powerful impact and effect on every part uh, of your life. And Jesus says here, He says, "So so don't worry, uh, saying what shall we eat, uh, or what shall we drink, or 
or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. So uh, we do have needs, and God knows what those needs are, and God knows the things that we know that we need, and He also knows the things that we need that we don't know that we need, if that makes any sense. There are things that God knows I need that I don't know that I need, and He knows I need them. And then there are needs that I know that I need, and God knows I need those too. And here I'm worried about needs that I know that I need. But God also knows that I need those needs, and He knows how to meet those needs. Trying to figure out how many times I can say need or needs in 30 seconds. So don't worry about the things that you need because God knows that you need them, but we do often worry about the things that we want, the desires that we have, and the things that we uh, certainly do need. And the reason that we worry about those things uh, is because, it's because often, you know, People can be without them and do without them. And we, and we can see in this world how those things can easily go away and how we could be without them. But here Jesus says, don't do that. Don't worry about it. He says, he says that's what the world does. Your Father knows, your Heavenly Father knows what you need and that you need all of these things. And then there's this, this powerful statement that Jesus makes here. Uh, this, this instruction that we so need to revisit every now and then. Or, uh, or quite often, he says this to us. He says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And Jesus says, where, where you're to look, where you're to go, where you're to be seeking is God's kingdom and God's righteousness. And when, and when you are seeking his kingdom and his righteousness, then you're going you're gonna to discover the, the ways, the secrets, the revelations of the kingdom of God, and you're going to discover His righteousness or God's way of doing things, the right way of doing things. And what you'll discover when, when you dis- begin to discover the kingdom of God principles and, and, and ways and, and God's righteousness, His ways of doing things, what you'll discover then is that God's ways work. They work for us. And so they work so for us that everything that we need will be given to us, be added to us when we discover and live by the principles of the kingdom of God and the ways and thoughts of the king of that kingdom. His kingdom is run his way. It's a kingdom of righteousness done the way that God wants it to be done, and, and His kingdom works. So there's not, it's not a kingdom full of fear and worry because God's kingdom works and His ways work. And, and you know, just I know we've talked about this stuff before, but just a reminder that, that this world was made by Him and it was made to work according to His kingdom principles and His righteousness, and it still does. When we discover the principles of the kingdom of God and we live by those and operate in His righteousness, it works for us. You know, so, so you, you, you look at areas in your life that you know, maybe aren't working. Maybe what you need to do is to, 
is to stop living according to the ways and principles of this world and begin to live according to the ways and principles of the kingdom of God. And then it shifts, it changes, it works, uh, so, that, so that all the things that we need are added unto us. That, and, and, and not only the things that we know that we need, but the things that we didn't even know that we needed, that God knows that we need, those things come to us as well. So we need to uh, seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And the kingdom of God is a kingdom of, of ways and principles that, that we really need revelation from the Father in order to know them and understand them and see them and begin to live those things out. So now just you know, hanging on to that, let's go to Matthew uh, chapter 16. And maybe I should have gone there first. I, I'm not sure. I've been debating it. But anyway, we went to six first. Or maybe we, let's not put them in order. We'll just, we'll just, we're going to both of them at the same time. But I can't read them both at the same time. So. Matthew 16, pretty you know, popular passage of Scripture, but, but very, very important. Um, Matthew 16, verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, He asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Just, you know, answering the question. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say uh, that I am? So now Jesus, you know, directs this right to them uh, and asks this this such an important question. Uh, write to the disciples, who do you say that Jesus is? And that's such an important question for us as well, right? It, it really comes down to who do I say Jesus is, and am I getting that right? Verse 16, uh, Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. So Peter gives this, this incredible, powerful uh, response, answer, um, right on answer to Jesus' question, saying exactly to Jesus uh, who he is. And now Jesus is going to give an incredible response to Peter's answer. And Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. Uh, so, So saying to Simon, You didn't find this out on your own, and flesh and blood didn't teach this to you. That It wasn't revealed that way. Some things are. There are some things that can be revealed uh, to us on our own. We can go after them. We can can find them. There are some things that can be revealed to us from flesh and blood, can be taught to us by by others. Uh, Both of those things are are so important. That's why school is so important, right? Because we've got young people putting in the effort to learn things, and we've got teachers who are putting in the effort to teach them things, and the two working together means that revelation takes place. Things are revealed to them that they need to know that are life-changing for them. You know, that's, that's why us as parents... Uh, have such an important role because we recognize there are things my kids need to know that they don't know that they're going to need help to know and so I got to got to teach them or get them in school or make sure that they know these things because they're going to be life-changing for them right our heavenly father recognizes the same thing in our lives that they and, and and our kids don't even know they need to know them 
Right? That's why we were like, someday you're going to thank me that you can read. Someday you're going to thank me that you can do math. Because life's real difficult as an adult if you can't. It doesn't work out very well for you if you can't. So you need to know this. So I want, you, I want to help you find it, have it revealed to you, right? Our heavenly, if, if we know that as parents, how much more so our heavenly Father knows what we need that we don't even know that we need and wants to reveal that to us because he knows that life as an adult, mature Christian is going to need this. That the things that God has for me, there's some things that are necessary for me to know that I can't even know unless he knows it for me and gives it to me. Knows it, I don't know. Unless he gives it to me. Revelation's an interesting thing, isn't it? It's something that we need that we're to go after, but we can't get on our own. That God has to give us. And here Jesus is saying, this answer that you've given, Peter, has been revealed to you by my Father in heaven. He's opened your eyes. He has shown you. He has given this to you so that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know that I am the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And there's something interesting that takes place when revelation from the Father comes to us, it comes to us and doesn't leave us. Peter never, ever, he, he messes up, he fails, he betrays, but he never turns away from recognizing that Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the living God. And when everyone else is going away, Jesus asks the question, are you guys going to leave? It's Peter that says, no, we're not going anywhere. You're the Christ. You're the Messiah. You have the words of life. You're the Holy One from God. Where are we going to go? And it's Peter, even after he's failed, and, and denied Jesus that recognizes him on the beach and jumps out of the boat and swims to be where he is because he knows that he's the Messiah, the Christ. There's revelation that comes and it enters Peter like a rock. And Jesus says this in 18, he says, and I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell or Hades will not overcome it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So Jesus says, There's going to be revelation of me that comes, there's revelation of me that comes to you, and I'm going to build my church on that. And I'm going to give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus says, all of a sudden here, there's going to come an understanding and revelation of the ways and the principles of the kingdom of heaven. I'm giving you keys, and those keys are going to open doors for you that you could never open on your own, so that you will be able to go into places that you never could have gone before. You'll be able to, to, to see and understand and know what before was impossible for you to see and understand and know. There's these keys of the kingdom that are given to Peter. And, and then he says, and, and these things work, right? Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The revelations of the kingdom of God, ways and principles, the keys, they open doors and they work. They work for your life. They work in every way. They work in heaven. They work on earth. And... They bring to us 
we, we also see here uh, these keys of the kingdom bring to us uh, authority uh, in our lives, right? The, 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 the keys represent authority as, as well, and uh, Jesus ha- representing having authority and giving uh, that authority. Uh, because it's when you have keys, when you get keys, you're in authority, and when you give keys, then you're then you're, uh, you are able to give keys because you are uh, in authority. So we see here an, an authority that comes uh, with the kingdom of heaven uh, and, that, and that this revelation of Christ uh, leads to uh, kingdom revelation in our lives that, that opens up doors and that works for us uh, in, in life. And um, that's what we find about the, the principles of God's kingdom, they work. If we want life change to take place uh, in our lives, then one of the things we need to do is begin to seek the principles of the kingdom of God and apply those to our lives, and we will find that they work. So, moving into this next year, uh, there, there are two that I think that we greatly need to talk about, that we need to know, that need to be a part of our lives, uh, that, are, that are incredibly important uh, to, uh, to us as individuals, that are incredibly important to, to family units, and are incredibly important to the, the church uh, as well. Um, I'll just... I'm just going to, these both are so vast, we're just going to highlight them, and then, uh, and then we'll give direction on how, on how you can yourself go, go deeper and further uh, into them. We, we need these um, in our lives, we need these in our families, we need these in our church. I, I think that both of these are, are kingdom of God principles. I think they only come through revelation from the Father. First one uh, is authority. Uh, we need uh, in our lives, we need in our families, we need in the church a revelation of authority. Authority is a life-changing revelation. It's a key uh, that will open doors uh, for you. It, it, is, it, is a, it is a revelation that will work for your good powerfully in your life to bring to you what you know you need and even what you don't know that you need. We need in, in our America, in our uh, culture, a revelation of authority. And we need in our Christian American culture that has been so affected by the secular American culture, a revelation of Authority. It's kind of interesting um, if you are to look at at Second Timothy three, where there is where there is Paul talking to us about what the end times are going to look like, what the last days are going to look like. He said there are going to be terrible times. One of the things that he quickly highlights there is that there will be a disobedience to parents. In that it seems like it doesn't even fit on the list, but one of the things that he's saying is that there's going to be a rebellious uh, uh, nature. Uh, to the to the 
to the belief system of the, of the culture. They're, they're not going to be a culture that embraces authority or understands authority, and it's going to be shown in a, in a rebellion to uh, parents. Children are not going to honor or respect their parents. There's going to be a shifting and a turning away from authority, and that, that is to be expected in the world and in the secular and among the pagans, but not the people of God. Because we are kingdom of God people, not kingdom of this world people. And if you didn't know, that one of the reasons I'm telling you, because maybe you don't know, maybe you do. God's kingdom is not a kingdom of rebellion. It's a kingdom of authority. It works and functions through authority, and it works beautifully that way. And if you look at the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, there was authority that was given, and, it, and, the, and everything worked beautifully through that structure of authority. I know this is a vast, vast topic, and uh, not, not, near, not enough time today to touch on it, and, and even do it justice. But it is enough time to say, this is a revelation that we need. This is a revelation that I need that you need, and it's one that we open the door of and enter in, and we go down that road all the days of our lives growing in this revelation of authority. And if you don't, if you don't have this, and if you reject this, and you don't want this, and you feel like this isn't for you, it's one of the kingdom of God principles that you know, everybody else needs, but I can do without. If, if that's your attitude, um, things are going to be difficult. Things aren't going to work out. Rebellion doesn't work. Authority does. It's not going to work for you to bring to you what you need, what you desire, what you want, and, and, and especially the things you really need that you don't even know you need. Rebellion's not going to work for you. But authority will. And understanding it and, and having a revelation of it is going is to move to work in your life and bind up things and they'll be bound and loose things and they'll be loosed and bring things that you need and even things that you didn't know you need will come because of a revelation of authority. Let me read to you Matthew 8 where, where interesting things are said and Jesus is amazed and, and, and it all kind of revolves around an understanding of authority. Matthew 8, let's start at verse 1, just because this is also good. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt uh, before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, uh, you can make me clean. And Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man and said, I'm willing, be clean. Immediately, he was cleansed of his leprosy. And then Jesus said to him, see, that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourselves to the priest and, the, and, offer the gift, and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Jesus just moving and operating in great power. And when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. And Jesus said to him, I will, I will go and heal him. And the centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, 
but just say the word and my servant will be healed. It's like a powerful statement, isn't it? And he makes the statement to Jesus, and then, he, and then before Jesus can even say anything, he, he, maybe he thinks, maybe I should explain. Explain himself to Jesus. Maybe explain authority to Jesus. He says, I, I, I recognize Jesus said you can do this because I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I tell this one go, and he goes, and that one come, and he comes. And I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. I recognize authority and how it works. And when Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Jesus recognizes this revelation that the centurion has of authority as great faith, and it amazes Jesus. It kind of wows him a little bit. The, you know, the other time we find Jesus amazed is when, is when his authority isn't recognized. You know, when he says, when, he, when he's home and, and everybody says, isn't this Jesus, J- Joseph's son? You know, don't, didn't we grow up with him? Didn't he trip on that rock and, and scratch his knee? You know, isn't, isn't that him right there? You know, why should we be amazed at this guy? And then Jesus was amazed at their lack of faith, that they didn't recognize. And, and he said, it's, it's only in his own town that a prophet is without honor. And he was amazed then. But here, he's amazed at the understanding of authority that, that, that is so amazed at it that he says, I, hadn't, I haven't found such great faith in all of Israel. That the centurion recognizes that because he's under authority, he's in authority. And because he's under authority, he says to this one go and they go and that one come and he comes and do this and he does it. And he recognizes that Jesus is 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 a man of great authority because he's under authority. Because he did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, being found in nature uh, as, a, as a man and, and humbling himself and becoming a servant. He humbled himself to serve God the Father and his purpose. And as a man under authority, he is in great authority. So someone with leprosy could come to him and say, if you're willing, heal me. And Jesus says, I'm willing, be healed. And they're healed. And then this centurion can come and say, my servant lies sick. Will you heal him? And Jesus says, come on, let's go. We'll do it. And he says, you don't have to go. You are, you are a man under authority. And you have authority to say it from here and it be done from here. And I recognize that I'm a man under authority. Not like you, but I'm under it. And I say do this and they do it. I say do it and they do it and they don't not do it because I said to do it and I'm under authority. And when you say do it, Jesus, it's going to be done because, because they're under your authority because he's the name already at this point in time that is above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and tongue confess that he is Lord. So he says... You know, I'm not even worthy to, for you to come into my house, which is really true. But just, I know you got it. I know you understand it. I know you're under it. I know you can do it. Just say the word and he'll be healed. And Jesus says, this is amazing to me. I've not found such great faith in all of Israel. And then verse 11, he says, I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their place at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. 
But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then Jesus said to the centurion, uh, Go. Explanation point though, right? Go. Let it be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. Here's a, an incredible miracle that takes place and, and in all of this is given to us a, a, a glimpse of the power uh, of authority uh, to change and transform situations uh, and, and lives. And, and this is just a, a beginning of, of the great revelation of authority that is needed in uh, our uh, lives. And, uh, and it's when we begin to have this revelation uh, of authority. I don't, know how, I don't know how exactly to say this, but it, it, in all of this, Scripture is just going to come alive to you. To you. Things are going to begin to connect and, and make sense and add up. Uh, other revelations are going to come. You're going to see other things because, because you begin to see and understand this kingdom principle of authority that is so needed uh, in your life, that's so needed uh, in, your, in your home, it's so needed in uh, the church. And we just kind of believe that a revelation of it comes to the, to the church and to the home and to, your, and to your life, and that there will also be along with that uh, a release that takes place of, of the powerful and the unbelievable and the miraculous move of God. Um, and, and when Jesus speaks to Peter back in Matthew 16, uh, again, I know I, I know I said this, I just want to remind you of it. One of the things that we see take place, one of the things that Jesus speaks of is this revelation of authority. He says, I'm going to build my church Gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I'm going to give authority the keys to the kingdom. And things are going to be opened. And things are going to work. What is bound is going to be bound. And what is loosed is going to be loosed. And that takes place as we begin to understand this revelation of authority that, that, that you can't understand on your own. That you've got to have the Father open our eyes, reveal, give it to us. But, but he can, he can give it. All right. Um, second, second revelation that, that we really need. Uh, and, you know, maybe, maybe you're thinking at, at this time, you're like, man, that's, I don't know about that. I don't know that that's, you know, I, I got a lot of needs in my life. I don't know that a revelation of authority is one of them. Uh, if that's your thought process, then you don't have it yet. That revelation hasn't come Yet, so you're just going to have to trust me. You're just going to have to trust the word of the Lord and recognize that, you know what? I don't see that I need that, but God knows my needs more than I know my needs, and maybe I really do. Maybe one of the things that's got my world kind of off, got my environments a little messed up, is that I don't understand this, that I don't see this, that I don't know this, and it's, it's, it's got things messed up to where they're not the way that I want them. Maybe you do need it. Or, I know, I, actually, I know that you absolutely, if you 
if you don't, if you haven't entered in that door, that you do need it. Uh, and for all of us, we need an ongoing, growing revelation of it. Um, and authority is so easy until it's hard. Authority is so easy when your authority says, uh, do this, and that's what you wanted to do. And you do it. It's so hard when your authority says, do this, and that's not what you wanted to do. And then you've got to do it. Because your authority said to do it. You know what I mean? It's easy till it's hard. All right, second. It's hard to get off of that. Second, though, um, revelation that, that's so needed in our lives, so needed in the family, so needed in the church. And this is a, a revelation of togetherness uh, or, or unity. We, we need this uh, revelation uh, in our lives uh, that, uh, that we are absolutely in need of one another. And that what God has for us and that He's called us to do, we can't do on our own. We can only do it together. One of the kingdom principles is, a, is, a, is the kingdom principle of unity or the kingdom principle of togetherness. That, that God's kingdom is a relationship kingdom. It functions and works together. This is so easy from Scripture to, to argue. You know, we see it uh, absolutely everywhere. But it is, I think, a revelation that is needed. Something that we don't really get on our own. I, I know, you know we've got all the sayings that we're better together and we absolutely are. You know, and, and that teamwork makes the dream work, and it absolutely does. But there's, there is, there is a, a deeper needed uh, revealing that can come from God to us of how much we need one another. It, we're, we're not a bunch of individuals uh, that are off by ourselves. We're, we're individuals that are in need of connection with the body. Um, you, you, know the, you know the scriptures that we are the body of Christ, that each one of us is a part. You know, Romans 12, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, and that we all need one another. And if we're not, a body part has to be together with a body to do what it's to do, otherwise it can't do it. My hand is amazing and can do amazing things, but not if it's not connected to my body. If I slice it off and throw it on the floor over there, it's graphic and disgusting, rated our sermon this morning, it's done and finished and can't do anything. It's got to be, got to be connected to the body. And we need this revelation of togetherness. I know, I know right now I'm, I'm preaching to the choir on this one. I mean, I recognize that you guys understand coming together. But, but there are many believers who have trusted Jesus as Savior and Lord who do not. They do not recognize this, this important revelation of togetherness. And, and we've got we've to lead the way in it. And we've got to teach, and we've got to pray, and we can all grow in this as well. 
we can deepen and grow and have a greater revelation of togetherness. Um, let me read Matthew 18. Staying all, staying all in Matthew this morning, except for I'm, I'm, except I'm not, but except for one. Matthew 18. It, it's going to speak to us of of togetherness, and right here, you probably already know it, but but right here. As we talk about unity and coming together, right here, Jesus is going to say again, whatever you bind will be bound, whatever you loose will be loosed, that this is going to work for you. If your brother or sister sins, go point out their fault just between the two of you. And if they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, then treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Jesus, Jesus has given us a way to come together and resolve conflicts and, and problems. Verse 18. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Here it is again. You know, you see, we, we, we saw it take place when he's talking about the keys and authority and here again we see this taking place when he's when he's speaking to us of unity when he's speaking to us of togetherness because it works verse 19 and again truly i tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. We need a revelation of being united. We need a revelation of being together. We need one another. And we cannot do the things God's called us to do or be the people that God's called us to be or be the person that God's called you to be on your own. You've got to be connected. You've got to be together with the saints, together with the people of God. And when I'm talking about together, I'm not just talking about, we need a deepening revelation of this, I'm not just talking about coming together on Sunday mornings and looking at everybody and saying, you know, you know kind of like some of them, kind of don't, you know. I'm talking about like a deeper than that. We are together. We, are, we believe the same thing. We have the same purpose. We serve the same king. We live by the same kingdom principles. We are together, united in every way. Having, as, as Acts chapter 2 said, having everything in common. Enjoying one another. Delighting in the fellowship of the saints. Being together. This, this revelation will, will uh, work for you. It'll, it'll, it'll not only work uh, for you, but it, but it works for the plans and purposes of the kingdom of God. It's, it's gonna, it, it, it really is what most people are missing that they need is this revelation. Like most of the, 
of the problems that many are having and facing in their lives is because they don't, they don't know this the way they need to know it. And if they get a revelation of this, of togetherness, of, of uniting with the people of God, then things would shift and change and move and begin to line up and work because the kingdom of God works and his principles work. We just ought to say, you know what, just because God says it works, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to be together with the people of God. You ever see a saint, of course, you know, do saints really do this? I don't know. But you ever see a believer that, that doesn't understand this and gets off by themselves, things are, are going are gonna to begin to spin out of place, get out of balance. They're not going to line up and function and work and, and, and things aren't going to be going for them the way that they need to go. But if they just come back together with the people of God, then, then all of a sudden things begin to line up and shift and come back together and work the way that they're supposed to work. I know I've told this story before, but you know when you preach as much as I do, you've got you to rerun some stories every now and then. Um, I, was, I was working at the cabinet shop one day and, this, and, a, and a friend come in uh, to the cabinet shop. You guys don't know him. Um, but, uh, but he'd come to the cabinet shop to get work done and stuff like that. And, and uh, over the years, I'd got to know him a little bit. And, and he knows that I'm a preacher. You know, and, and he'd come in and we'd, hey, what's going on? How are you? Doing good. And I said, hey, man, you, are you going to church? And he said, no. I didn't come in here for you to preach to me. I just come in here to get, to get some, something made. Okay? That's what he said. He got, added, got attitude and everything with me. You know, and I don't know, I'm not, I'm not as holy as I need to be. So sometimes when people get attitude with me, I get it back. You know, it comes back at them a little bit. And so I said, I said, well, man, you know I'm a preacher, and I build cabinets, but preaching's what I do, okay? So you come in here, I'm going to preach to you. I said, so how are things going? He said, well, they're not going great. I said, well, do they go better when you're in church? Yes. You're right, I should be in church. I'll come back when Greg's here. And out the door he went. That's, a, that's my boss, Greg. Mm. They work better together. It's a revelation that we need. Now, we need this revelation of authority. We need this revelation of, of togetherness. Uh, we need to pray and ask God to bring this to, to His people. That, that these revelations would come uh, because they're going to they're gonna be life-giving for the individual, life-giving for the family, life-giving for the church. It's, it's, gonna, it's, it's a win-win-win. It works for you, the individual. It works for the family. It works for the church. Just does work. And, uh, and there's nothing you can do about it. You can say, man, that drives me crazy. I, I don't want that to work. But it's still going to. It just does. You can say, man, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather just be a solo lone ranger and be rebellious, and I want that to work for me. You can choose to do that, but you can't choose to make it work. You can choose to live by the kingdom, by the, by the kingdom of this world and their ways and thoughts and principles, uh, but you can't shift the outcome. The outcome's going to be what the outcome is. Or you can choose to live by the kingdom principles of the King of kings and Lord of lords, the kingdom of God, and His 
kingdom principles work in our lives. So let me uh, just wrap this up by, by just giving you some direction on, on the receiving of revelation in our lives, right? Because we can't, we can't get these things on our own, so that can kind of be a little bit frustrating. But God has given us direction, and, uh, and, and we'll, just, we'll just touch on one part of it here um, for sake of time. Uh, we, we already saw it. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Read it to you again. Matthew 6, 33. This is a kingdom, kingdom principle of receiving needed revelation. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. And all these things will be given you as well. I'll show it to you. It's right there. It's seek. You seek it. You, you seek the King and, and His kingdom. And when you seek it, and you go after it, then the Father has a way of giving it. We need Him to give it. We can't get it on our own. But if we will seek the kingdom, if we'll seek it first, and seek the King of the kingdom, and you know, pray the Lord's Prayer, Your kingdom come, Your will be done in my life as it is in heaven, and we'll ask, then God will bring it, and God will give it, into our lives. So as we're ending out this year, moving into next, recognizing maybe some needs in our lives of a revelation, what we need to do is we need to seek the King and His kingdom, and God will bring these. God will give them. Let me also show you uh, Jeremiah, 30, Jeremiah 33. We'll start at verse, verse 1. Says, says much the same uh, thing. Um, shows us Jeremiah in a difficult situation. While Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard, the word of the Lord came to him a second time. I wanted to highlight this for you because, because Jeremiah and Jerusalem is, are in such a difficult time. And so in that difficult time, the word of the Lord comes to, the, comes to Jeremiah. And, and, and God's coming with what he needs. He's saying what he needs. Uh, but it's not, it's not what you would think that he would need but it is what he needed. The word of the Lord came to him a second time. This is what the Lord says. He who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it, the Lord is his name. Just if, if you were confused about God's authority to speak to things, here he is. He's the Lord that made the earth and he formed it. He established it. He thought it up. He spun it into motion. He holds it together and it works according to his kingdom principles and it still works according to his kingdom principles. And the Lord is his name. He, now, now God speaks to Jeremiah and he says this. And, and all of these are, are for us, right? Romans 15. These are, these are to encourage us and to help us. You know, 2 Corinthians 1, all of God's promises for those in Christ are yes and amen. So what God speaks here to Jeremiah, he's also speaking to us. He says this, call to me and I will answer you. You say, well, how do, how do we seek him? We'll, we'll call to him. Call out to him. He said he'll answer. Call to me and, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things. You do not know. It says, if you'll seek me, you're going to find. That's you know, Jeremiah 29. Uh, 
You know, 11, 12, 13, 14, he says, seek me, you'll, you'll find me, call to me, I will answer. You, you know, Matthew 7, uh, seek, knock, ask. If you ask, you receive. If you seek, you find. If you knock, the door's opened. Call to me and I will answer. And I'll tell you great, there are great things that you don't know. Did you know that? That's a, that's a great place to start. Just knowing that there are great things that I don't know. And those things are unsearchable. Like I can't go dig them out on my own. I can't go find them on my own, but I can call to the Lord who knows them and He can give them to me. I can seek the King of the kingdom and He can give them, He can reveal them. This is revelation, Him revealing to us unsearchable things that we don't know, that we need to know, that will shift and change and transform our lives. We need this this revelation of authority and we need this, you know, revelation of, of togetherness. We need it to, to be in our lives and to be growing in us. And we need it in our families and in our uh, churches. We need it in uh, our culture. And here we have the Lord telling us there are great unsearchable things that we don't know. If we'll call to Him, if we'll seek Him, if we will go after them, we'll find them. God will come and He will give. God will come and He will reveal. Why did revelation come to Peter? It came to Peter because one day Jesus called to Peter and He said, hey, hey, come and follow me. And Peter did. And then Peter stayed with Jesus and walked with Jesus and never left Jesus. And so here comes revelation to Peter from Jesus. Why did revelation come, come to Paul? Because one day on a road to Damascus, Jesus dropped into Paul's life. And he said, hey, stop, stop doing all that stuff that you're doing. Come and follow me. Come and live for me. And Paul did. And revelation after revelation after revelation after revelation came to Paul because he followed the Lord, sought after the Lord, called on the Lord. And the same is true for each and every one of us. If we will seek Him, if we will call upon Him, if we will follow Him and run after Him, revelation will come to us. But certainly it begins with the accepting and receiving and believing in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I wonder today if we couldn't like hear His call fresh and new to come and follow after Him. As we end out this year and, and, enter, into the, and enter into the next, that, that, that we would hear God saying to us, come on, call to me, search after me, seek me, uh, follow me in 2022. Don't worry about everything that's going on. Just fix your eyes on me and follow after me. Seek me first. My kingdom, my ways, my righteousness. And I'm going to handle all that other stuff. Take care of it. We'll take care of you. It's going to be okay. Follow after me. And in hearing him call to us that we just this morning would just respond by opening our hearts and saying yes again to Jesus and committing ourselves to following after Him and to seeking uh, His face. Let's pray together and just do that uh, in prayer. Let's just offer ourselves to the Lord to follow after Him and to seek Him. Lord, we just, we're just here together this morning, and uh, there is...
beautiful togetherness in this room. And I thank you for it, Lord. And we just, we just pray together this morning, Lord, that, uh, that, uh, that you'd call to us, that you'd call out to us again and say, come and follow me. And Lord, we hear you doing that and we say yes to you. We say, yes, Lord, I will, I will follow after you all the days of my life. Lord, we hear you uh, speaking to us again today and saying, seek me first. <laughs> Another kingdom principle is, is getting first things first and second things second. It's getting things in right priority, Lord. We pray you'd help us to do that. Help us this morning, Lord, to seek uh, you first, to put you uh, first Lord, we hear you saying that, that if we'd call out to you, that you'd come and show us great and unsearchable things. Things that we don't know that we even need to know, but we do need to know them. And Lord, I pray that, that you'd help us to, to be people of prayer and, and who are calling out to you. And, and we do that this morning, Lord. We call out to you and, and we ask you to, to answer us and to hear us and to show us great and unsearchable things that we don't know. Lord, we highlight these two areas for you this morning of, a, of authority and unity and togetherness. Come and bring revelation to our lives here. Let it be one that grows and grows and grows. An ongoing revelation in our lives, we pray in Jesus' name. And Lord, we pray. We know that there's such an attack on the family and on the church, Lord, and and we just pray for the family in the church right now that these two revelations would come. A revelation of authority and a revelation of togetherness. It would bring blessing and life and health and provision and unity and, and purpose to our families and our churches. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we, we thank you uh, for all that you've done in 2021. For being with us through every difficulty and trial. For the blessings you've poured out upon our lives. For the healing that you've brought to our hearts. For the guidance that you've that you brought to us, that you continue to bring to us. Lord, we thank you for this year. We bless you and exalt you for being with us, never leaving us or forsaking us. And Lord, we... We give you next year right now and pray your kingdom come, your will be done in 2022. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Have a great uh, week after Christmas. And uh, seek the Lord and let Him stir your heart uh, for the great things that He has for us uh, in 2022. God bless.